What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 238. I'm Jeff James. With me, as always, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Fultz. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. As we always ask on this, I am doing good as well. Uh, my new role <laughs> is uh, CPO, Chief Puke Officer, as I... <laughs> <laughs> battle what I believe to be some sort of stomach bug. Um, but I, don't, I think I'm done. I think I'm good with it. I think I'm good with it. I think I can go back to work tomorrow and uh, go catch me some Omicron. It'll be great. <clears throat> that, that's what you think until you wake up at like one o'clock in the morning or wake up in the morning. You're like, yeah. mm, nope, maybe we'll try again on Monday. Oh, and I sent that great story I wrote to you guys. Yeah, it was, it was a true work of art. Brought a tear to my eye and everything. <laughs> Hopefully you learned so, some uh, some mythical uh, knowledge <laughs> as well with the Philistines. Uh, <laughs> that was, I just so much thought went into that story for for what the end result was too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. That's the kind of story that we would talk about on OBO, but not this show. No, we'll bring it up on OBO on Monday. Definitely. Yeah, not this show. Um, before we get into this show, um, whether you're listening live or you're watching the video recording this afterwards, please uh, hit the like and subscribe button on this video. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast for the first time, please consider subscribing. Uh, and if you come back for the second time, thank God we didn't scare you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking around. It's fantastic. Uh, we provide something to you. Maybe not a lot, but at least something. Um, and with that, uh, every Thursday we go live on YouTube and Twitch, um, and every Friday morning, uh, real early, you can expect an episode of Diggity, a video game podcast to hit all podcast networks across the interwebs. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity podcast. Um, with that also, can I tease like the stuff we're working on or no? That's fine by me. Cool. All right. So we're trying to figure out names right now for stuff, but, um, we got something big coming up where we're. We're joining forces with some people uh, to make some cool shit. So yeah. hopefully we'll have some, oh. we should have more info, I guess, probably next week. Yeah. To go um, off of more concrete stuff. Um, and you'll probably, like, if you watch us on YouTube, you'll see our YouTube channel name change at some point. Don't be alarmed. It is us. We will make plenty <laughs> of announcements about it. Not um, but But we, the name will change as we are merging forces and... Now you'll just have to, if you want to check out Diggity, you'll just have to go to a, a playlist. But that's probably still a few weeks out before we actually get to that point. Um, but yeah, it's and, coming. And that's, and that's, that's YouTube exciting. only, by the way. Those yeah, who listen to the audio right, version right. of the podcast, nothing will change. You will receive the audio version of the podcast through your feed, as you always have through whatever dedicated podcast app you use. Nothing will change there at all. But we're joining forces, uh, making some different content in the future um, and doing some cool shit. I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna it's be exciting. Gonna be fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. We're all we are all idiots. Everyone enjoying <laughs> going forward on this thing, and it's gonna provide uh, incredible entertainment. Um, and uh, it's gonna be great. So, um, with that, yeah, uh, this show's um, got a couple key key topics. We're gonna talk about PSVR two, um, which was discussed at CES. We're gonna talk about cross gen gaming uh, currently and what it's like and how I kind of how I feel about it. I kind of told Brody, I'm like, I'd like to talk about that just because yeah. I got some feels towards I, it. I have some some things yeah. to say about it as well. Uh, for sure. We're going to talk about E3 2022 being canceled for in-person and nobody really knowing if the digital show is going to happen either and what the future of that could be. 
Uh, and we're going to talk about the confusion behind Ubisoft <laughs> and the Game Pass stuff. So it's a good show. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, uh, as always, what have you been playing? I have been playing. So I actually got into um, a new game this week that just Ooh. completely uh, took a ton of time. But I played Valheim over the weekend and really, really got into it. I haven't touched it throughout the week because I know if I start playing it, I'm not going to stop playing it until the wee hours of the morning. Um, so I, I basically put it off throughout the week. This is probably going to be like a weekend only type game when I have the time to sit here and just kind of veg out because it is a game that will easily suck hours away from you and have no regard for your time or anything you need to get accomplished. So I uh, started playing that, uh, still playing more Halo. Uh, they've got the, brought the event back this week that uh, I can't even remember. It starts with T, but I'm drawing a blank of the word and I don't want to fuck it up. So um, I, that event's been taking place. So I started doing uh, grinding through that, which is a slog just as, as all of the challenges and battle pass stuff for that have been so far. Uh, but I'm still enjoying the game, even though there's plenty of issues and plenty of problems there, but it's better in battlefield. Um, and let's see, I think, Oh, I played some Forza. That's kind of my, mm. my go to, like I play it like once a week type of thing and get through all my challenges and knock it out. Uh, but I think other than that, I think that's about it. Cool. How about you? Um, well, in between being sick, I did play Ruined Ruined King as well. I I made a little bit more progress, like an hour, hour and a half more on Ruined King. So there you go. Now I'm done. I promise. Um, yeah. Well, in between being sick twice, like one, which I think was either food poisoning or some demon cursed me. Um, (laughs) and the other being the the common head cold. Uh, (laughs) Um, I was able to play NHL 2022. Um, I played a little bit of Overwatch. Um, I played a little bit of Hades. That's about it. Between being sick and getting back into the work grind, boy, man, Mondays of Mondays on the first Monday back from vacation. Yeah, yeah, those always suck. Like that. Ooh, that first Monday. I mean, I got a lot of stuff done, but I was like, man, I'm fucking Garfield in it. Well, you get you Hard. get a lot of stuff done out of necessity. Like it's not yeah. because you're feeling productive that day. It's like everything's on fire because you've been gone for you know a week or two or whatever was it may it, be. Was it you when we were hanging out where you said I feel like I need a vacation for my vacation? Um. Well, maybe I my I may have said something along those lines from having from yeah. being sick and my my biggest profusely. thing is like when I. When I do take vacation, I dread going back that much more just because it it is one of those things. When you go back, you're like, I know everything is just completely a dumpster fire and this is going to (laughs) be awful to try to go through. You're like, let's Uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, let's give it a go. Um, Yeah, so I mean, that's all I got to this week um, in terms of games. So not not really exploring anything new by any means. Um, I guess NHL 22, I've I've kind of explored more into it, but... Is it just like 21? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but first of all, let's start with uh, PSVR 2. So that was yeah. announced at CES this year. Um, CES still happening. It's kind of crazy. I, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, yeah. They've decided, though, that they're going to do one last day of it, and that's somehow going to make it better. So I don't, I mean, 
I don't I don't know who's buying that shit, but whatever, dude. I'm sure it'll be more fine. power to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. But anyways, they announced it at uh, CES. And uh, I mean, everyone had a hunch about it. They'd obviously come out previous, uh, shown the controllers off. They had given some kind of little spec and tech stuff to it. There had been rumors. People had found little patents that had been filed about the different resolution behind it. Um, every time, every year, PlayStation, maybe it's a handbook. Then Maybe they're taking a chunk of the handbook of Nintendo, but they dropped this shit on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> like, evening. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tuesday, fucking 8 o'clock dropped you know psvr2 coming out uh at ces uh in a pandemic when people aren't really going to conferences and all this kind of stuff it's kind of it's kind of interesting i think it's the right place to announce it um because there is some pretty interesting tech behind this for sure and on top of that i mean it's not it's not like this is brand new news i mean some of the tech behind it is but We've known that they've been working on this since February of last year. So, I mean, we've seen the, or we saw the controllers back in what, June of last year, I believe. Um, But yeah, it's kind of this, it's been, oh, it was March of last year. Um, So yeah, but this makes sense to have it there because I mean, the tech behind this is pretty impressive and it's pretty cool. And I think this is a good place to like do your initial like, hey, this is what this is going to be. And then do your full reveal with like a date a little bit later. Yes. Um, so I'll rip through the blog posting here uh, of what they're calling it. So the obviously the full name is going to be PlayStation VR 2, which makes sense. It will be next gen VR true where it only works on PlayStation 5. It will not work on PS4. This is only for next gen, um, which makes sense. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> So here's the the blog post. PlayStation VR 2 takes VR gaming to a whole new level, enabling a greater sense of presence and allowing players to escape into game worlds like never before. With a headset on and controllers in hand, players will feel a heightened range of sensations unlike any other, thanks to the creativity of the game worlds being built by our world-class developers and the latest technology incorporated into the hardware. Um, says building upon innovations from PS5, PlayStation VR 2 adds a true next-gen experience with high-fidelity visuals, new sensory features, and enhanced tracking along with a simplified single-cord setup. So visual fidelity, it goes by each category here. For a high-fidelity visual experience, PSVR 2 offers 4K HDR, 110-degree field of view, and foveated... Oh my god. Foveated rendering with an OLED display. Players can expect a display resolution of 2000 by 2040 <clears throat> per eye and a smooth smooth frame rates of 90 by 120 hertz. Uh, headset based con- wild. What? Yeah, it is that pretty is wild. So that wild. Is very nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Um, then the headset based controller tracking. So this is I'm very between this and, and other categories, I'm very intrigued of how this is going to work. So with yeah. inside-out tracking, PSVR 2 tracks you and your controller through integrated cameras embedded in the VR headset. Your movements and the direction you look at are reflected in-game without the need for an external camera, which is awesome. Um, new sensory features, PSVR 2 Sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and the innovative PSVR 2 Sense controller to create an incredibly deep feeling of immersion. 
Headset feedback is a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensations of in-game actions from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactile element, bringing players closer to the gameplay experience. For example, gamers can feel a character's elevated pulse during tense moments, the rush of objects passing close to the character's head, or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward. Additionally, PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech makes sound in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this new level of immersion. And finally, the last uh, category that they have in here is eye tracking. With eye tracking, PSVR 2 detects the motion of your eyes, so a simple look in a specific direction can create an additional input for the game character. This allows players to interact more intuitively in new and lifelike ways, allowing for a heightened emotional response and enhanced expression that provide a new level of realism in gaming. So overall, this sounds much more advanced than uh, Oculus. Quest yeah, absolutely. Too, which I mean, I think right now, if you have to go into the the world of VR, the Oculus, like just Oculus in general, is probably the bar and the most adapt, like most adopted thing I think in the market right now. Like so many people got Quests too for Christmas. It's it's absurd. Um, yeah, it was in like one of the top ten purchased items for uh, for Christmas this year. Yeah, and I mean their app was like top ten at one point too. On Christmas yeah. Day and Christmas and the day after Christmas, which is huge to see. Um, so, anyways, yeah, the um, oh, sorry, all these advancements in PlayStation VR two combined with the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers from the PS VR two Sense controllers, so you're gonna get those adaptive triggers that you have in the PS five controllers. Enable players to feel and interact with games in a much more visceral way, and it'll have a simple uh, setup process with a single cable connected directly to the PS five. You can immediately jump into the VR experience, which is great because you and yeah. I. Last week, we're discussing this. And one of the things you said is, yeah, I don't know when they're going to announce it or when they're going to you know, show it off. They haven't shown off the headset yet, obviously, but they've announced the tech behind this, which is fantastic and, and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and I were both like, ah, man, I imagine like another box going into it. But it sounds like they can fit it all into this headset, which is uh, pretty amazing. And also, uh, you know, PS5 has a lot of technical power and capability into it that has been yeah. completely untapped so far well and that's the thing for like if you want to do any any sort of vr through your pc like it's got to be a pretty impressive pc like it, it actually takes a decent amount of horsepower behind it to to accomplish that um so this is a good way for i mean again ps5s are pretty pretty slim to come by as is now and i imagine this would be hard to get a hold of for a while too but i mean this is for I mean, we still haven't seen a price, which is a big thing, right? And yep. we also don't have a release date. But from from the standpoint of of what VR is and what it can do, like this is this is incredibly impressive. Like the panel resolution of of two thousand by twenty forty per eye is insane. Like that is <laughs> that is very incredible to be able to accomplish, especially with the refresh rate. And all being powered essentially through a single cable. I imagine it's going to be a pretty thick cable, but at the same time, I would rather have the power that this has and you don't have to worry about it, you know, constantly dying or anything like that, all for the sake of having one cable. I think that's fair because most games you aren't like running around or anything anyway. One cable is not that big of a hindrance. Now, when you have 15 cables coming off of this thing, that's a different ball game. But I played, um, we talked about it, I think last week where I, I actually played super hot on my my nephew's VR setup that he got, which was the PS VR, the, the original, obviously. Um, and I didn't even really notice the cable was there. 
like I never had any problems with the cable and for for that slight hindrance that some people might have from it where whereas you know with uh with the oculus um they they no longer have the cable it, it is oculus that what cable is right or wireless yes yes oculus okay. is wireless um i don't think it's that big of a deal because this is seems like a much much more powerful experience and like it's you not a standalone platform right right that's that's another big difference to it it's not a it's not a standalone platform it's hooking up to the ps5 right where you have to play a game already and the quest 2 like from what i understand the battery life sucks ass yeah like horrendous which is fine i mean people have you know people are passionate about certain things it's it's whatever but um, right i have heard that that's a big downfall of it but I mean, all of all of the tech behind this, and then on top of that, you have the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers of the PlayStation controller essentially built into these controllers as well. While they are essentially an Oculus controller, just modified for PlayStation use, right? But right. This is this is actually really cool. Now, my biggest concern with the VR two PlayStation VR two and all of these cool things that they're doing. The developers that are making these games have to utilize them for them to be worthwhile. And that was something we brought up with the PlayStation originally or with the PlayStation 5 originally was like how many people are actually going to use the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers and all that. And so far, what we've seen is it's been pretty minimal. Like a lot of games use like a little bit of weight on the on the trigger. And that's about it. Um, Just to simulate like actually pulling the trigger on a gun or something. Um and there's been some other things that have been used, but it definitely, it at this point, it still seems slightly gimmicky. And that's because we, I mean, a lot of the people that are actually going to use utilize those kinds of things are first party developers or are very close, like second party developers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we haven't seen a whole lot of that. I mean, a little bit here and there, but I, I don't know. I, I worry like some of these new sensory features, I imagine some of these are going to go out the window because a lot of people are going to be developing for multiple platforms. They want to put it on Oculus and they want to put it on, you know, Steam and they want to put it on the PlayStation VR. So if if they can't if they can't easily integrate these in for just the PS version, I can't imagine it's going to be a huge priority for mm-hmm. a lot of developers. But well, and also like I mean it 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 does depend to on I mean, I get your point. Yeah. Like, I, you know, look at, we look at any, fuck any other innovative thing. I I guess adaptive triggers have been no pun intended adopted (laughs) by, um, a bunch of devs, but yeah, like having, even then it's still been pretty minimal though. I mean, it hasn't been anything too crazy. I mean, I guess there's the, the, yeah i mean i guess like the the haptic shit on the back of your head i could see that like not being i could see it for horror games sure no problem but like you know to be honest with you i don't really if i'm racing in a car i don't want the back of my head to fucking rumble when i'm racing a car in vr like i mean i don't know maybe that's me but you know just throw up you know yeah well i mean like take your phone put it to the back of your head and ask someone to text you you know do you like that i don't pleasant feeling (laughs) not ideal so I, I I agree with you. I don't know if someone's really going to use that. I'm just showing them screen sharing right now through the through the live stream. Just yeah. the design of the controller themselves. Um, we actually 
Evan messaged us from WSA, WASD and Beyond Podcast, and, and he was saying how this is such a copy of the Oculus. I don't really know how you do it any different. No, this is the this optimal point. way to have this. Because yeah, their stupid little wands that they had oh my are not, God. not the ticket. Like, that yeah. isn't it. No, no. The PlayStation Move controllers originally were not good. And then, I, I mean, I think it's the only way you do it. Because if, if you... If you do it any other way, you have to have a strap so that you can hold these in. Um, right. And and the circle around that base kind of helps for that. Also, you don't hurt your hands on anything. It feels yeah, like you're you putting accidentally... on a glove without putting on a glove. <laughs> when I played uh, when I played super hot, I definitely about got one of my kids. Because, I mean, you can't see what you're doing. And one of the kids ran up beside me, and I was, like, turning to shoot one of the guys on the screen, and I about smoked him. That's but, hilarious. yeah, it's, yeah, this is. You know, I, I really think this is the way to go. And I don't I mean, clearly a Oculus didn't fully copyright this or else PlayStation couldn't do this. Or, so it's I, I I think there's enough changes and enough things that are going to be different that it's not going to be a, a real big problem. But yeah, I'm stoked for it. My question is, what's the friggin price after hearing what it can do? Our prices are not that we talked about last week, I think are out the fucking window. Oh, I I think I was I think I was saying what 400 450. Yeah, and I said what 3 299 399. Yeah, I, I think like it's going to be somewhere between 4 and 500. I don't I don't think they go above 500. I mean the resolution inside of it alone is an immense. Yes, this is true, and but we're talking I mean they're also eye tracking smaller screens and but yeah. I if they get above 500 like that's going to be a hard sell. Especially when you just have uh, you have to buy a five hundred dollar console to match it. I mean, it's still cheaper than you know if you wanted to play um, PC VR. But I just i i don't I don't see them going above five hundred, and I think the sweet spot's going to be four hundred. Because if PSVR we talked about last week was the the, the originals, what three hundred, and it has been since it launched. Yeah. So. I think I think if you get too far above 400, it's going to be a really really tough sell to have people go out and buy. I don't know. I feel like nowadays people just go buy it in. <laughs> like you know, some people like I, will. Right? I sound like but, a you know crazy, but I feel like people will, for gaming stuff and with how hot VR is now and this whole metaverse bullshit. Um, yeah. I think people will jump to this like like crazy um i did miss a couple things on the on the controller side of stuff um it has finger touch detection on the Mm -hmm. controller so it says that the controller can detect your fingers without any pressing in the areas where you place your thumb index finger or middle fingers this enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay um which is good um and then obviously tracking it says the vr controller is tracked by the new vr headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller that'd be that ring that goes around your wrist um, and then, you know, you have the basic action button buttons and, and analog sticks. The elimination so. of the camera is awesome as well. That's yeah, just one they, more yeah. cord you have running, right? Like getting rid of that makes it a, an easier thing to be like, Hey, I want to play VR. You walk over, you plug the some bitch in and you're done. Like you're ready to go. And right. I, I think that's a much better way to go about it. Well, and it also makes you the play area. Right. Versus like I, I was able, I was lucky enough many a year ago to have the chance to be able to try out the HTC Vive, one of the first 
real versions out of it um, in, in, in beta, like it was sent to us. And, um, you know, you had like two different big sensors that went out to it and a camera, and then you had the actual headset itself and it was cool, but you know, it was definitely lacking that side of stuff. And then, like I said before, with this being plugged in, I have no problem with that. I think it's fantastic. Um, hope the cord is long as shit. So I don't throw my PS5 across the room because <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to get it. another one. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious to where it plugs in. A USB-C. Into the front? Yeah, it's a USB-C connection. For the front? I always have... This is my biggest beef as I look at my PS5 sitting right there. Like, why didn't you put a fucking cover <laughs> over those things? They're just holes in the front of the system. Drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, so... And there was some things that we didn't get into on the weeds here. So, like, PlayStation VR uh, 2 specifications. So, the display method is OLED. Uh, panel resolution was the 2000 by 2040 per eye. Panel refresh was 90 hertz by or 90 hertz and 120 hertz. Lens separation is adjustable, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, field of view, approximately 110 degrees. Some of this was already touched on. I'm just reading down through this again here. Uh, sensors. The motion sensor has a six axis motion sensing system, three axis gyroscope, three axis accelerometer and attachment sensors and IR proximity sensor cameras are four cameras for headset and controller tracking our IR camera for eye tracking per eye. So if you can go cross eyed, you're going to win feedback vibration on headset, which that's going to be interesting Uh, communication with PS5 USB type C and audio is the input. uh, It says input built in microphone output stereo headphone jack. So you're going to have to plug in your own headset on top of that, which kind of isn't ideal, but it'll be okay. No way. What? No, because they talk talk about 3D audio into the actual system. You're going to have you're going to have speakers on the thing. I think what you can do is you can just plug into it if you want someone else to hear this shit or hook up to a sound system i don't know I it says it has 3d audio right in the headset I yeah guarantee- but that just means it could support it it doesn't mean it has onboard speakers for 3d audio if they don't put onboard speakers in this fucking thing that's crazy yeah it's gonna i don't know man I'm- that's fucking nuts if it doesn't have 3d speakers and most of them don't have any onboard speakers a lot of people you see them and they have to plug in a headset. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, no, most I, of them are just I, the yeah. harness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not doubting you. I just I just here, right? I just hope to God that's not the case. I hope that it has like some sort of. I mean, All if right. it says output stereo headphone jack, oh that doesn't say speaker watch, to me. Watch two, watch two, <laughs> when they put. Yeah, I know, I know. You're making my nightmare come alive. I'm at, watch them uh watch Luckily, them. Luckily, you have out. a wireless one. You'd be all right. Yeah, but watch it not fucking fit. Yeah, Watch true. the only ones that fit are the um, fucking PlayStation ones that are like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Watch those ones be like the. This is what's going to happen here. Is this is going to be like, you know, like any other thing nowadays where it's like, here's the perfect headset you need to get for your PSVR setup. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's going to be like one type of headset you need to get, and that's going to be the best one. That's the one that fits the best and works the best with the whole system <laughs> and nothing else. You know. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, that it's is what it is. But yeah, fuck you. You're right. You called out the output for the. Yup. That's unfortunate. Oh I, I feel like that's a, li- a little bit of a misstep, but I also see how that could help shave down on the price a little bit, too. I could also see Just why people extent. might not want 
Yeah, some people just want to use their to their use TV their sound, right. Yeah, if they have other people in the room. You don't want to always be locked into the system. And well, because it's also like, how would you how would you really do that anyways? Um, right. Would you really be able to have over the ear headphones on there that would work for everybody? Probably not. Oh uh, yeah, probably not. Built into it, I don't know. This is crazy. These are questions that. Uh, so many questions. So yeah, that Sony can answer instead of us. This is okay, so. Here's the real thing. So when when the fuck do you think we get to see the headset? Because that's a, that's I don't a big think we question. See it until like June, I bet it'll be halfway through the year before we see it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. At, at least, uh, well, if they're announcing this now, yeah, I, I would say May June somewhere in that ballpark. I think they announced the headset earlier than June. In May, I think that they announced they're gonna it. They're going to give us a date and price. Alongside yeah, I think that, they, I think they give a price it. and they give a date. And I think that the price and date is out like a ways so they can build up a shit ton of stock this time around because of supply chain issues mm-hmm. to make their sales and to just for these thousand dollar headsets. Oh, my God. Fuck. Don't even. God. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that they sell them in holiday season. Um, I think so, too. I, but, I think they'll announce it like May-ish or so, and then I think they will release this holiday season. I think them announcing it earlier is only going to help their stock because, like I said, the metaverse shit is so huge, and investors are stupid. They're going to think that this is the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? Like My, I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the world we live in, bro. Like that's that what it's like some comic book bullshit, man. <laughs> that, I mean, that's legit. You know, right. that the metaverse, dude, that's a huge thing that just perks the nipples of every, you know, <laughs> every stupid investor out there um, that's yeah. going to shovel shit to a stock. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that I think they really showed off uh, earlier the man, Jim. Like um, March, you think? Yeah, I think probably like spring. March. I okay. mean, I don't know at this point why March, the fuck April, they don't maybe? show the headset. They showed us the fucking controllers. They've they showed us-, us the controllers a year ago. <laughs> Which is crazy. I don't know what the controllers on but, the on the headset. Maybe they just don't have the final thing done. Um, what's even but, crazier to me is like so many people must have missed this initial announcement last year because yes. there's everywhere over Twitter. They're like, Sony just announced the PlayStation VR two, and you're like, I mean, they gave it a name and told you a little bit more about the tech, but this shit was announced like last year, right? Like, yeah, a year ago. Hey, <laughs> crazy. It's crazy shit, but you know, that's what we do. That's why we do it the best, baby. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they could they could put out the headset. The only reason why they're probably holding it back is just more PR, right? So, which is yeah. fine. Makes sense. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta, gotta keep the uh, news wheels a churning with the headset. But uh, yeah, I'll be really interested in, in the price. But moving on, let's talk about this uh, Ubisoft uh, Game Pass stuff. Um, and like yeah. what the fuck is going on with it and so, why it's been so fucking confusing where so, like even people we know that do video game podcasts, shows, I, yeah. I saw some people, uh, post on Twitter. They're like, holy shit, game changer, your move now, Sony. And I was like, holy shit, that's huge. And then I got off Twitter and didn't realize anything. And then I said yeah. to Brody, I'm like, holy shit, you see this coming to game pass. You're like, no, nah, not really. Like you got to read nah. into it. I'm like, oh, okay, shit. So Ubisoft and Xbox were doing that that 
ever so popular company thing to do on Twitter and like kind of flirt with each other a little bit. Like, Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, they were doing this flattering each other. Like, Oh, should we tell them like, are you guys going fucking steady? What's going on here? Right. Like yeah. just weird shit. But anyway, they were, they were doing their Twitter thing and then they finally put out the actual announcement that Ubisoft plus is coming to Xbox. Well, a lot of people read, I think they were like met. I think they were talking to the Xbox game pass account. I think that's where some of the confusion came from. Um, but anyway, it's coming to Xbox because it is not currently there. That does not mean <laughs> it is coming to game pass. So, and I saw so many people fucked up on this, uh, and I read it probably three or four times because I'm like, surely not. No, I saw like, like two or three different tweets on it from people that I follow, oh, yeah. and like Austin had it out there, and he's like, "Your move, Sony." I'm like, "Holy shit, that's huge! What? A, that's a huge thing to add." Yeah, that's a huge the game thing. pass. And that then, and EA yeah. access and everything else, like that's a that would be a giant pull, but that is not what it is. It is just coming to Xbox, and what they also announced was that. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is going to be coming to Game Pass Day One, so that was probably where the Game Pass confusion came from. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's cool. I think it's awesome to see that there. But um, yeah, it's it's not coming to Game Pass. Just to clarify, we <laughs> we we had to talk about it because there was so much confusion. I think there still is. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. So, do you think do you think any more services come to Game Pass, or do you think it's done? For now, I think it's done. I think if they Do add you think another Ubisoft plus, could ever come to it. I think it could eventually, um, but I think that would be the one that drives the price up. I think that would be how they sell it, kind of like how Nintendo like you, like gave an their sixty four type bullshit, except for probably not forty bucks more. <laughs> so, like a la carte, basically, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily a la carte. I think it'd be more like. You might have a couple. Well, you might have a couple different tiers, right? You might be able to get Game Pass Ultimate minus Ubisoft for like the fifteen bucks it is now, and then get the Ubisoft one for twenty bucks, and then you have your standard Game Pass for ten bucks if you don't need Ultimate. And so I, I, I think there's going to be different tiers to this, almost in the same way that Nintendo is doing theirs. But hopefully, Xbox just does it better than what Nintendo did theirs. Um, probably a good chance of that. It. It's not hard. If I'm going to bet. The bar was not set very high. (laughs) No. Um, Moving on from that, now that we've clarified that for the internet, um, E3 2022. Let's talk about that. It's online, baby. Again. Yeah, it's all online again um, this year, which is, I mean, I don't want to say it's like preemptive. I understand like you have to book convention space. It's a lot of work getting, I mean, it takes a year to plan for the next one. But I imagine that the, that is penciled in at that convention center all of the time, every yeah. year, pretty much. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's necessarily pre- preemptive, but I also don't think it is because of COVID that it is not going to be live. <laughs> yeah. Just being real honest here from leaks that we've seen from various different places and also just my personal opinion, I assume that this is this was going to be online regardless. Yeah, can we kind of read the bullshit quote? Yeah, absolutely. Press? Okay, so due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. The ESA said in a statement to Games Beat, we remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. So ESA is not going to do it. 
um, in person. They want it all online. Honestly, we talked about this last week. I don't see the the benefit in being in. Yeah, why not in in being there physically? I mean, I don't like it. The only benefit that's there is for like some publications, some journalist right. publications that have been doing it since the early two thousands when it was in person, and you know they want to play the game in person so they can write an article about it. Now I can just get it sent to my fucking PlayStation account, play the game, and right. talk about it in the health and sanctuary yeah. of my house. Essentially, like what they did with that that Matrix demo, right? Like, right. Just let everybody or let a good majority of people play the demo. That generates more buzz because more people get their hands on it anyway. Like, I don't, I don't really see a reason to even have E3 in person anymore. There's not, there's not a need for it. The internet has has made it pretty much obsolete. Right, and now, and then when you take E3 out of it, if you take the, the only additive was it being in person for media to be there. When you take that out of it, then it comes to the companies. Well, the companies would rather just fucking do it on their own time because then they don't have to share the limelight. Exactly. So there's no benefit to any of this. And I'm really curious to see what this is going to do for like packs. I know that that's a more fan based thing, but still a lot of companies sign up for packs and packs doesn't happen unless it makes money and it makes money off of selling the booths for trade shows from companies. Right. So I feel like that shit is just going to die. A lot of that shit's going to die. I don't think packs survives past a couple of years from now because it's not going to be used for any announcements or all announcements are going to be online for yeah. everything. I Move I agree. I, I think it'll go the Nintendo direct route. Uh, that seems like the logical way to do isn't it. it. Isn't it wild, too, that we sit here and Nintendo was so fucking ahead of the ball on that? For once. By years, though. <laughs> like the, like the difference the one... of this. Yeah, the difference is, though, right? Is that you'd think, like, okay, like they're on to something and maybe they'd be ahead by, like, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Years. Fucking years ahead. Of other people when it came to this Nintendo Direct shit, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's wild for sure, and I'm I I think it's the way that makes sense, right? Get it to get it to more people, spend less money on your actual announcement because you don't have to pay for your booth and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes sense from a business standpoint on their side to just do everything virtual, do everything virtual. If you wanted to do like some cool events throughout the year, where like I mean, obviously, we're still in the, the COVID times, but eventually um, where you could have like a big event like and have a bunch of people come out and actually go through and, and you know, demo some stuff in here and there, essentially like a, a small like PAX type thing. That'd be cool, but it's also not necessarily from that standpoint either because you can just do what the, the Matrix demo was send it out and be like, Hey, check this game out. This is something we're working on. Yada, yada, yada. Like here's a little quick demo. And I, I don't know. I, we, we've been talking about it since we started this show that EA or EA, uh, E3 is well, EA too. Uh, E3 is, is dying. And each year we're like, surely this has to be the year. Right. And it's, it's still hanging on, but I don't doubt that we are continually getting closer because I, I truly don't believe that COVID was the main reason that they even said they weren't having it this year. No, it's year. all the fucking way out in June. 
Yeah, because last year they didn't even announce that it wasn't going to be in person until uh, at least a couple months into the year. So right, I I don't I, it. I feel like if that's really what they were going for, they maybe could have waited a little bit to make that announcement. I'm. It seems like a weird time. Like it is January sixth right now, and they made that announcement. So I don't know. Seems a little odd more than anything. Oh. Well, moving on from that, uh, let's talk about cross-gen gaming, my guy, on current next-gen game consoles. Do you want to go first okay. on this? Or do you want any like, um, my parameters behind all this? Because basically, my thing is this. I've played enough cross-gen titles now where I'm kind of... I don't know if it's like the selfish side of me because I understand the circumstances and the scenario at hand right now where basically people cannot get PS5s, Xbox Series Xs, all that kind of right. shit. But like when I pop in a game like NHL 22, and, and part of that I understand is also the, the, the factor of EA Sports. And I've got other examples, but EA Sports just kind of holding back on things and doing kind of in- incremental upgrades and enough to entice a bit, um, but not necessarily enough changes that would make a a, a big um you know a a, a a a big fucking reason for someone to purchase it like have to go out and get it um but like some of these fucking games i'm playing it's like this is just the ps4 version in a yeah. ps5 box or there's such minimal effort into it so far that it's like holy shit there's no adaptive trigger you know, response like NHL 22. Here are your differences from the PS4 version because Brad, my buddy back home who I played NHL with a lot, he has it on PS4. I played at his house on PS4 over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looks fine. looks all right. They changed a couple things. The ice looks a lot better in it. The characters look like shit still. Okay. They were, look even worse or whatever on PS4. However, there are some changes to it. The hits look a little bit smoother and some of the animations look smoother. It's a basic NHL NHL game, EA Sports. PS5. I pop that fucker in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get way better character models, right? And texturing for the character models. I'm going to get way better um, uh, graphics uh, all around. I'm going to have a better uh, stadium full of people that just, you know, look like fucking people and not like robots. And all you get is I've got upgraded ice. Some of the people look okay. Some of them look so fucking bad. It's unbelievable. (laughs) They're just in a higher resolution of bad. And then I've got um, a little bit better animation, a little bit better hits. And then what what was amazing is they actually utilized the controller. I have yet to play a game that has utilized the controller as much as NHL 22 in terms of all the features. Yeah. So let me Hmm. me actually pull the controller up. Hold on. So, <clears throat> on the PS5 controller, or PS5 controller, the speaker in the game, the ref whistle goes through the. Um, uh, there's a what is there a fucking bot attack in the chat right now? <laughs> yeah, we've got a got a couple weird like bots nonsensical. Just fuck, hey, just fucking let them bot on, dude. Yeah, no you keep coming. They're that just helps. placing placeholder text for other bots to crawl, bro. Just leave or be. That's right. Um, so uh, the speaker area, um, the speaker and the controller is utilized in the game in a pretty cool manner. Some some annoyances with it. So it, it's used uh, for the rest whistle, which makes sense. I like that. I wish they did that in Madden. Yeah. 
that makes sense mm-hmm. um it's used for like face off um uh, uh songs right before they're going to face off for the cinematic okay that's kind of cool and when you score it plays the team's like song like one of their whatever songs when you score a goal uh, through the yeah. speaker as well. Adaptive triggers are used for uh, passing. So if you want to do like a quick pass, you don't have as much resistance. Uh, if you hold it down uh, to do a, a quicker pass across the ice to somewhere else um, yeah. or a quick pass in general, you have resistance to it. The haptic uh, feedback and vibration of the controller, the best in any con- in any game I've played so far um, in terms of carving ice so the sound of carving ice while you're skating and have to turn real tight comes through mm-hmm. the speaker and then it follows and you can feel the line that you're making on the ice mm. follow through the controller which is That's pretty dope pretty cool yeah. yeah which is pretty dope um touchpad not used for anything which i mean i still don't fucking understand why they have a touchpad i nah. i don't i i mean you know what i mean like it wasn't fucking used on the ps4 that much if at all, no. except for some shit in Uncharted. And it always yeah, has. Yeah, or is a giant start button. Yeah. But it's like we're paying for that, you know? Like, just fucking take that out and then, yeah. you know. I I think the only thing that even used it was Astrobot, wasn't it? So far on PS5, yes. That's Astrobot's it. Astrobot's the only thing that has really utilized a lot of the features, or at least to the extent that it did, but that's because it was a tech demo. Yeah, and I'll even add this. I mean, like other, so like, my, not my my gripe on NHL twenty two is the fact that like they do all that kind of shit with the controller, but graphically it's not. There's not big upgrades. Yeah, there's not big upgrades to the PS five version, which sucks ass. I mean, yes, the ice looks better, some stuff looks better, but I mean, it's outputting at a high resolution. It's not I, but, like the stuff's not reskinned. The I also agree with you that the speaker is really cool. Like uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, when you're playing and. I half the time I have headphones on, so I know I didn't even notice it at first. But mm-hmm. when you're playing and you're talking through the radio to someone, it plays through the speaker on the controller, which is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But, like that feature in itself is like a neat feature, but it's it, it is what it is, right? But I don't know. I, I my I, I guess almost everything we've played at this point is a cross gen game, technically, right? Like almost Most everything them, yeah. is coming to both, right? Um, and my experience with it so far it has been, man, I, I, I don't know. I, and we knew that, you know, the first couple years were definitely going to be pretty heavy on, on being cross gen because they have to, they still have to supply these games to, An to the generation market. before. Yeah. yeah. It's a massive market and to, to not. To not do that, at least for the first couple of years, especially now, like where there's so many people that are trying to get a PS5 and still can't get one. It's it's something that kind of needs to happen. But I also have the opposite experience where like I've been playing on on Xbox a lot more lately than I have my PlayStation. And I I haven't gone back and like played the the PlayStation or the the xbox one versions of these games but i have played them on my pc which my pc is not anything incredible it it does okay right but the the difference between playing it on my pc versus playing it on my xbox is exponential granted that's not exactly apples to apples to comparing it to ps4 to ps5 right but it is it is similar in some regards but i the xbox one 
at least with the like I'm thinking right now of Forza Horizon 5 and Halo specifically, Halo Infinite. Um those two games in themselves are just they aside from some weird bug problems that aren't even really the Xbox's fault, um they they run so well and they look so good on this on this version, but I've also seen uh, I've seen comparisons of like the Xbox Series S version of these and those look really good too. I mean, slightly downgraded from the X, but not not anything that's super noticeable. Um, but I, I haven't really watched any footage or anything to compare what it would look like on the Xbox One or the Xbox One X even. Um, and I, I'm sure some people who aren't super familiar with that are losing all of the names because there's still so much confusion there because God, Xbox did a terrible job of naming that. Yes. Um, But I have noticed, I have noticed that Halo probably could have been even better looking if it wasn't trying to still support last gen. Right. And that being a flagship title, even though it came out in these these first two years, it, it kind of sucks to see because you know it could have been a little bit better, especially when they're talking about this game's supposed to last for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. I feel like holding it back for last gen kind of sucks, but they needed it to be that console seller early on, which was supposed to be even earlier on. And now it's even more in this kind of weird spot where it's like, okay, now we're a year into the, the Xbox uh, Series X's life and... This game is slightly held back. It still looks gorgeous, but it's slightly held back to what it probably could have been if it was solely a next gen game. And, you know, like Miles Morales was the same way on the PlayStation. Like it was a gorgeous looking game and it ran exceptionally well and looked fantastic. But I want to I'm really looking forward to, you know, uh, in another year or two, once they do start to drop off of putting things on last gen and you can see what these consoles truly can do and i mean you look at the games that came out at the beginning of the xbox one's life and the the playstation 4's life they look drastically different than what we got near the end of it i mean like god of war and spider-man and and the last of us like or the last of us part two was kind of on that that realm right where like they they look so good um and so I'm, I'm super interested to see how that goes but I don't I, I, I don't have a direct comparison to it, I guess, to, to like you do where you've played both versions of NHL uh, 22 and you can you can sit there and actually like compare what was missing and and all of that. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because I was talking to Brad and he's chatting to me and he's like, hey, he's like, you know, when I can get a PS5, like when it's available on this earth and he's yeah. like, I don't have to hunt it down because I mean, he's not a huge gamer. Um, right. He's like. I'll get one. He's like, am I missing out on a lot? And like, I, I subtracted in that moment, any of the sounds coming from the speaker or any of that stuff, because I have my headphones on talking to him. And I just went to him. I looked at, I I just like looked around for it. I went to him. I'm like, not really. I'm like, not, not really right now for this game. Not really. But like, but the big thing I said to him, the benefactor was the loading. Like the loading was the biggest thing. Like I, I went, when I was at his house, it was, you know, we're just playing locally on that PS4. Um, and we're playing against each other and it, it takes like almost like 25, 30 seconds to get into a game. Like after you yeah. hit play. Yeah. And two, three seconds on this, which is yeah. great, but you just, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like it's um, like, I think the thing I hate the most about that 
as being like a huge benefactor to this is that it almost makes it sound like the PS5 was a utility device when it it's it's not. It's a fucking right. convenient it's entertainment. So like yeah. when you're playing a video game, you have time aside. Like the fact that it's going to take 25 seconds to load and it only takes 3 seconds is not a massive convenience to you. It's just a fucking thing that it does now by its right. tech. Like is it and- great to not wait around? Yes, but I didn't need to I like if those 25 seconds were lost it didn't matter like I'm not I'm not performing my fucking job on this right. thing right where I have to clock in and I'm sitting there waiting and I'll, hey, I can't get into it yet I'm waiting for it to load up you know like it's I, it's I will say silly. that there is an argument to be made for it though like it being quicker for people who don't have a ton of time to game you sure know, every night or everything like that yeah, grant the thought of those yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of those those load times add up over over the course of playing a game, right? Like you you go and want to play a handful of games of Halo Infinite, right? And you're playing multiplayer and it takes forever to load into each game. That takes time away from you know, by the end of the night you could have had an extra match or two in there even like depending on mm-hmm. how long you played for. So it does eventually add up. I do wish that I I I should have downloaded Forza and halo on my xbox one that i still have and i should have tried those Try out, out. To see what the difference is still can i still can and i can i can report back next week but it doesn't help a whole lot with this conversation now and i hadn't i hadn't really processed that earlier when we were kind of talking about some ideas for tonight but um and nor did i really have time but uh it it i do want to check that out because i am now very curious how different and how how different that experience is not only from a load time, but the graphical settings and just how that actually goes. Because I actually even have, um, I even have an original day one Xbox one. So it would be a very, very huge downstep to go back to playing on that regularly. Um, and, but I, I am curious. I think I'm going to have to start that download because I think that'd be a yeah. really cool thing to check well, out. And I mean, I didn't even really think about it until I started playing an NHL one and I was like, started going back on all the crushing games played. And I, and I, I looked up on YouTube. I, I looked up like the comparison videos that they do, which yeah. a lot of people do a really good job, um, yeah. with those comparison videos. Um, and I was like, man, it's not a lot of change, not a lot of change, but the first party titles, tons, tons, ratchet and clank uh miles morales you can see the differences and it's it's pretty incredible um but yeah cross-gen stuff it's like you know there's some stuff holding back and 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 i think um like i said selfishly i'd like it to be quicker but it's not going to with the the supply chain issues that we have only i think lengthened it um but we're probably going to have this kind of stuff for cross-gen stuff for probably the next two to three years easily um to catch up to that market um the only difference right now is that we're now going into a realm with this vr stuff with psvr2 and i think psvr2 will be a lot different than psvr where i think there's going to be a lot more support not that there wasn't support for psvr there still is but i think that there's going to be even more support um in either converting games to be vr mode uh or putting you know full-fledged titles onto it which oh my god something fucking forgot on psvr2 the horizon game coming to it yeah oh yeah we we didn't even we're so that at all. stupid oh my <laughs> god so horizon call of the mountain from gorilla and fire sprite uh was also announced for the psvr2 
um, announcement. So that's a huge thing. I mean, that's a first party title uh, coming to that shit. Um, and I that's, wonder how big that's going to be. Like, as I don't know. I, so here's here's my thought. Gameplay. I think it's going to be very Astrobot like. I think it's going to be exploring the the equipment exploring the headset exploring the controllers understanding it because at like astro did a really good job of that like yeah. truly telling you it and really showing did. you everything the ps5 can do and what the controller can do in itself they did a great job explaining that for the discovery part of, of the user using the using the hardware um so i think i think that's what it's going to be i think it's obviously gonna be a lot deeper i don't think you're gonna be running around like doing mini games but I think you're right. going to be doing a lot of more gimmicky things. It's going to be the showcase mm-hmm. for sure. For yeah, it. I agree. Um, but yeah, and then and I guess last question before we wrap this one up. Um, what do you, how do you, how do you think Xbox goes to this? Do you think Xbox plays in this realm? Because while people go, well, they don't have anything going. Microsoft has had uh, Hololens, which granted is AR, augmented reality, for years now, years and years. Yeah. Um, VR not that hard comparative to AR. AR much is much harder uh, than mm-hmm. VR uh, in many ways, and and so I mean, I'd be interesting to see if 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 Xbox does go uh, VR, but I mean, I don't think they will. Yeah, they're I, pretty bad with accessory stuff in the past. I mean, Connect was somewhat um, successful yeah. in many ways um and help them but there was also gimmicks with the Wii out at the same time so there's been a a handful of interviews that phil spencer has done and each time he's asked about about vr he pretty much shoots it down almost every time granted that that happens all the time right like yeah they aren't gonna be like yeah we're gonna do that but no (laughs) um so i i'm but i also don't think that's the realm they want to be in I think they're very focused on the service aspect of things right now, rather than the mm-hmm. hardware aspect of things. Um, as as far as like uh, peripherals and and extended um, extended like gaming accessories, right? Like I, yeah. I think they're going to focus in on on doing what they're already doing, and I I think they're doing that exceptionally well, and I think they want to get that fully rolling before they go into anything VR related. Uh, like you said, they have some AR tech and I think if anything, that might be something we could see potentially, but I don't, I, I feel like Xbox went from doing their kind of experimental stuff back down to boiling it back into what the it basics. is now, right? Yeah. They wanted to go back to gaming. They wanted to get back into the realm from where they originally came with like your Xbox and your Xbox 360 and they didn't want to put all the frills and bells and whistles and things like, mm-hmm. and now, now Sony is starting to do that and they had PS VR last, last gen and mm-hmm. now they're doing it again. That sold very well for them. And but they've got to find I their own competitive advantage. Right. Cause like to your right. point, like, I mean, PlayStation now, albeit it's great. I, I, I enjoy it. I'm a customer, Yeah, but it's, it's not as good as game pass. No, I mean, it's not. It's not. So, you know, now you have to sit there and go, how do I get someone to buy my box? Because that's going to bring them to my ecosystem. And that's going to be, okay, you can do VR. xCloud being the argument where it's like, well, eventually anybody can play play it from any device. Okay, cool. But if you don't have a VR headset 
and capability to play VR games, then that's uh, a knock on on you know a scorecard for a potential consumer. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, another differentiator between the between the two and Nintendo. I mean, you know, Nintendo's not doing VR. Any- well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. They had the VR Breath of the Wild thing. <laughs> you imagine if they do the Virtual Boy as their VR headset? Oh, good God. That'd be amazing. I just Absolutely amazing. I, I, I actually believe the interviews that Phil Spencer has done, though. I, I truly don't think they are working on VR right now. I don't think it's a priority. I, 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 don't, I don't think VR will, even though I'm going to buy PSVR 2 when it comes out. Yeah. I absolutely will. I will um, too. I'm excited for it. But, Very excited for it. Yeah, but I don't think it will ever be as big as people hype it up to be. No, and even the the very good sales that PSVR had, it's not it's not astronomical. Like there's not a huge attachment yeah. rate it, from a PS4 I just mean to in a, general. Like I even yeah. mean like Oculus, like Quest 2, like I I don't think I don't think the metaverse metaverse bullshit. Nobody can explain it, but I don't, I don't think any of that stuff will really take on in the way that people are hyping it to take on. Like, I think at the end of the day, a human is going to want to disconnect, like look at, look at social media and how our society now can, and we won't get deep into it, but like we can't even handle that as humans like we're so stupid right we can't even handle that in our society to an extent there's no fucking way we're going to be able to take ourselves out of reality and place ourselves into this imposed virtual reality to which we are to accept it as virtual reality and not be either bored by it pissed off by it or divided by it to the point where we blow it all up because we realize this is a bad thing for us i just i don't see it no taking off to the levels that people um discuss i i i I don't i don't see it being used that much in in industries like you know i'm you know oh i'm driving a forklift across the warehouse and there's fucking greg with a vr headset on trying to figure out where the fuck those sunglasses are in the amazon warehouse in the middle of the fucking lane not a great world to live in not interested in living in that world so um yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think they'll do it. I do, I do think Nintendo will do something eventually. Um, with I don't another think they will console. until the next console. Yep. Yeah, no, with yep. another console. But I do think that they will do something virtual boy-wise. So here's here's a fun fun little tidbit. Uh, so Oculus Quest 2 has sold 10 million units. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's... That's pretty substantial. You, you want to know what's interesting about that, though? So my nephew has one, uh-huh. and I talked to his father about it, and his father's like, yeah, it's cool, but there's, like, the battery life sucks, okay? Yeah. Like, it's horrendous, and he's played a good amount of games on it, but then he puts it down, and he's only playing games for half hour, hour at a time yeah. at a time and it's not because he's sick it's not because it makes him sick it's not because it's not even because of the battery power it is because of just the games on it and it's exerting energy worth into what used to be a relaxing experience 
Yep. And he's just, he's not using it as much. And I think that's going to be the thing. I think it's going to be, I don't know what other consumer electronic or any item in Americana or human history you could like compare that to. But I think it's going to be this quick pickup, like quick dopamine hit pickup thing that people just use when they want to have a quick like 30 minute fun session for something, which is fine. But some people use it as opposed. Go ahead. uh, Some people use it as like a workout tool. Right. Yeah. No. And I could see that. I understand that. My thing is just like people pose this as being like we're going to have these strapped to our fucking faces eight hours a day and it's just not going to happen. No. It's no, going to it's going happen. to be it's the hey, happen. I'm gonna pick this up, strap it to my face for half an hour and play Beat Saber. It, and put yeah, it down. It's never going to replace normal gaming. Right. I, I I don't I don't ever foresee that. I mean it's it's not gonna get like ready player one levels of, of no. out there where you're no. like, you know, running on a treadmill and haptic feedback, you get shot, you fucking feel it because it punches you in the side type thing. Like Nothing. I. I don't. We could eventually get to something in that realm, but mm-hmm. I. That's a long ways away, right? But um. So my other thing here was uh with the the sales numbers of the Quest. So the Oculus Quest Two has sold about ten million units. PSVR. The last numbers we actually got for that were back in January of twenty twenty. So <laughs> I. There's no updated numbers since then, but it's. Five million, so I I would say it'd be safe to say maybe six million, maybe a little less. I would yeah, think probably because it was kind right of on starting to peter out, and people knew it that was starting another to one was going to come. Yeah. So, uh, and then my my other fun one to throw in there is there's about like twenty five hundred or twenty five or sorry two point five million Stadia accounts. So. Just wanted to throw that in. There. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you the got mob. your jabs and I get my jabs. Oh in my <laughs> God. The mob, the mob will just kill you. Yeah, don't uh, worry though. They're, they're putting Stadia on TCL televisions now and Samsung TVs. Oh. Yeah. You know, that great, you know, because everyone wants to fuck around with their TV for half an hour trying to find right? an app. I love it. Yeah. Here's the weather, here's horse racing, and here's the Stadia app. Like, fuck off. Just let me watch TV on my TV, you know? Enough. <laughs> Enough jamming shit right. into side of other inside of other shit. It never like, runs well when it's built into the into the TV either. No. Like, if you course, have a TV with Roku built it. into it. Right. How do you fucking when it gets updated, it sucks. So if they throw updates yeah. for the apps, it just gets worse and worse and worse. We had yeah. so we we bought a new TV. Um, we replaced our, like, I think it was a 50. I don't think you've seen it yet. No, I haven't. I oh, think I so, saw a picture of it. Yeah, we replaced our, like, 50-inch TV down in the living room with a 70-inch new, like, TV. And it's a Roku. And it's, it's a new, like, updated Roku. And uh, YouTube TV runs so much fucking smoother on that, dude. <laughs> it's not even yeah. It's not even fucking funny. Um. Okay, let's. I want to do a new segment in the show because we've had enough shows in a row now where we can actually have like some participation with the with the chat live on YouTube and Twitch, which is nice. Yeah, so absolutely. okay, so if anyone's questions, throw them in um, pertaining to anything in this episode, and we'll just quickly discuss them after. But I saw one in here where uh, Toast says, "Guys, it's it's clearly going to be for a porn machine," <laughs> 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 which one hundred percent, yeah, probably. If people absolutely. were using the Nintendo 
3DS as a porn machine, the VR is definitely going to be. Were people really using it as a porn machine? Oh my God, yes. You never heard about that? Oh, yeah, that was common. Yeah. Why is that? Like it was just an under the radar device? Like what did people think? Because younger. That's the last browser. You would ever want to view. Oh, porn it's with. terrible. Yeah, it was. It was. That's that was opera. like a common thing to opera. hear about. <laughs> Jesus, that was a common thing. What bottom yeah. screen or top screen people? Oh, I would assume it'd be a top screen. <laughs> but there also might be fucking bottom screen uh, people power bottom screens. If it can access a browser, it will be used for porn. If it can't access oh, the browser, it will still be used for porn. The bottom screen gets some interaction. That's <laughs> what Chad says. Jesus. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I know. I never heard of that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it'll definitely be used for a porno machine. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a good thing about on. this, right? Is like, we don't have to worry about e waste. <laughs> we don't have to worry about e waste, right? Like Oculus yeah. Quest, you know, six comes out. You can still use the Quest 2 as your porn machine. That's right. It doesn't right. have to show up into a dump somewhere in India with kids crawling all over it. You got a half hour until the battery dies. Make good use of your time. Not even by that time with the battery degradation. I have like fucking five minutes to go. Jesus. Oh, my God. Plenty of time. Good God. All right. Well, um, besides all that, I guess you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um, at Diggity Podcast. You can also uh, subscribe to us on YouTube uh, as well as on Twitch. And if you're listening for the first time and you made it all the way to this end end of this episode, hey, welcome. You made it. Congrats. Achievement unlocked on that one, um, or trophy, depending upon your your console of choice. Um, uh, please let it, uh, tell people about our podcast, um, and please leave us a review uh, on any podcast network that you that you listen on. It helps immensely. That's pretty much like one of the biggest things you can do in order to bump up people's shows. So whether it's our show or there's other shows you listen to in other categories or whatever, definitely take the time to do that if you've consumed a good amount of content from one show, um, so that you can write a good review about it. Um, and Spotify has reviews now too. Yes, Spotify has reviews as well. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, which we know there's a fair bit of people doing that, um, please uh, leave us a review on that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, until next time, guys, we will see you uh, next week for a new episode. And uh, stay safe out there. See ya.